Hello everyone and welcome back to another Mummy Means Business episode. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you all so much for your support so far. Hope you're all doing well. Hope everyone's staying safe. Um, hope everyone is staying healthy. You know, this is obviously a really weird, awkward period, but just a reminder that Jesus loves you. Jesus does care for every each and every one of you. So just remain positive during this time and hopefully we'll be out celebrating soon. Um, today, I'm really, really, really excited to have a super special guest on today. I know all my guests are special, but today she's extra, extra special. Um, she's like my church mummy almost. Like she just really looked after me and really cared for me. I really admire her life and just the woman that she is. She's just really down to earth and like easy to talk to. I don't know, she just, even though like she's, obviously she's older, she has three older kids, but she just feels like so relatable. Um, and then I really, really wanted to just sit her down and have a chat to her because she has three amazing kids that are all saved, all grown, all a beautiful examples. And they all come from obviously Christ and her and her husband's parenting. And I wanted to kind of pick her brains and how she's able to raise beautiful children because obviously I'm having another one and I need all the help I can get. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to have Juliet Scarlett on the call today. I, I hate calling you Juliet. I have to call you auntie. Sorry, I feel like I'm being disrespectful. <laughs> it's really fine. You know me, as, as, you, as you said, I'm, I'm, I hope that I'm perceived to be down to earth. I really don't mind. It's not all about no airs and graces. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for joining the call. Um, I really, really appreciate your time. Obviously, um, I don't know if anyone knows Juliet, but she's one of the, um, she she's, sings in our praise and worship. She's been a member, a pillar of our church from almost the beginning. I think I've heard so many stories of her being in church since when she was a teenager, getting married in the church, raising her children in the church. So, and it's really inspiring because obviously, I came to church when I was 15, met my husband in church, got married in church, have kid, well, have a child and having a second one. Um, and I've been in church for about 11 years. So I still feel like a baby, obviously, comparing to you. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really excited to have you just to kind of find out all about your life. But before we go into church life, just like how was your childhood in general? Like you being a young black beautiful Ghanaian <laughs> woman living in London in the 90s 80s like how was your childhood growing up my childhood was um pretty standard I lived in with my parents I have an older brother and an older sister so I'm the youngest of three um so I was born in the UK um when my parents well when I was about eight should I say my parents decided that they wanted to go back to Ghana and the plan was to stay in Ghana permanently. They were not intending to come back to the UK. So we all um, up and left and moved to Ghana. Um, I lived there for four years. Um, as you can see, we came back. Um, and the reason being was um, there was like a, a coup in Ghana and a lot of um people died and some family members also died like I had family members like that were part of like the political front there that got like assassinated and things like that so my my parents were in fear of their their own lives and because of that they decided that you know what we we can't stay here anymore we have to go back to England 
And so came back to England at the age of 12. Um, and at that point, um, we were living like with family, friends, because we didn't really have a place of our own. Then we eventually got a place of our own. And then my parents, I think because of all that whole experience, because they were not Christians as such. Well, when I say they're not, they were not Christians. You know, a lot of African families profess to be Christians. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's not like the Christianity that we know. So they would go to church, you know, but they would do all the, all the things that they do that every, I guess, standard sinner does. I'm not saying that they were evil people by any by any standard, but they were not um, like what I would say. Oh, like they're really, really like Christians. It wasn't until much later in life that I could say that they became like really saved. Um, so at the age of 12, I was back in the country, as I said, and we would go to church a bit more regular. My parents were actually seven day Adventists. So I grew up going to church on a Saturday and I was ex- just exposed to that that life. And But growing growing up, um, my relationship with my parents, it was I had a much closer relationship with my mother than I did with my father. Um, uh, my, fa- my relationship with my father was just like, you know, I can't say typical African, but because I know not every single African household is the same, but my dad was just a dad. He was just there to provide, make sure there was a roof over our head. Um, and it was pretty much that. It wasn't like, um, you're my daughter and I love you. And, you know, it wasn't yeah. like that type of thing. But um, we, we didn't have any sort of challenges as such um, because although I got saved pretty early on, I still had my issues as a teenager, but I, I wasn't bad to the extent where they had... I had like, you know, animosity with my, my parents or anything like that. But um, yeah, pretty standard childhood um, and uh, had a good relationship with my, my brother and my sister when I was younger. Unfortunately, my, my relationship with my sister is not the greatest now because it's just a whole long story. Not be, not through any, not through me not wanting to be um, a sister to her. It's just her not wanting to be a sister to me. And so I've had to work through that as a Christian and just ask God to just help to heal our relationship and I, I pray for all the time yeah but that was pretty much my 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 um my childhood you could say it's funny when you speak about you know your relationship with your father because it's like I remember my sister and I were talking about it because there's only now well I think after I got saved we started to me and my father started to rebuild our relationship and even now I have to I'm almost telling him like you have kids because my, my dad we, well, we grew up together. We had a good relationship, but it was similar to you. Like he was the provider. Like I feel like African men just see themselves as as long as I bring, as long as I pay the pay, pay the bills, bring money to the table. Like what else do you need, really? <laughs> For them, that is their idea of parenting. Yeah, I think there, there needs to be much more than that. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. There's a roof over your head. There's food on the table. There's clothes on your back. What more do you want? So and- yeah. Do you know what? It goes back to how they were raised almost. Like, I remember I was speaking to my dad about, like, how he was raised and him as a, you know, as a young boy. And he was like, yeah, like, from I, from a young age, you're just taught to go out to work. Like, school, what's that? What's, you know, just from a young age, go out, make as much money, use your hands. That's all you need to do. And sometimes, like, when he speaks to my husband, he's just like, yeah, good, yeah, make that money, make the money. And my husband's like, okay, okay. <laughs> But it's like, I don't know, it's an African mentality. And it's only now in his older age, like my dad is in his 60s and um, he lives in America now. And obviously we're in England and he has another child in Nigeria. And I keep telling him, I'm like, you know, obviously you're getting older and you're by yourself. Why don't you 
you know, actually find a way to be around your family and just, and, you know, have family to love you and, you know, nurture you. And he's like, yeah, but I just need to work. I need to work. I'm like, but who are you working for? Like, but anyways, that's another story. (laughs) But it's just funny to hear that, like, it's everyone. It's like, well, not everyone, but most people actually go through that. Yeah. How was your, like, motherhood journey? Because obviously you've mentioned that you got saved young in church and you met your husband in church. He's also our praise and worship leader. Big up, Dimitri. <laughs> shout out, shout out. Um, how how was it, like, having, you know, your first child and that whole motherhood experience, especially being young? Yeah. To be honest, um, my mum was a great help in the beginning because, like, in the church, um, as you rightly said, because I was one of the earlier people in the church, we hadn't really seen that many people getting married and having children uh, like around our age. So there wasn't like anybody per se that I could say that I could look to to say, oh, this is how she's done it. So let me let me emulate that. So I guess it's almost like I was starting afresh, you know, like I'm having to figure this thing out or we are having to figure this thing out as we go along, you know, because I didn't have any any guide as such. I mean, I had obviously, um, we had our, our pastors and everything, but, um, and I had my own parents and my mum was a, a great help in the beginning because actually when I had Renee, although I had um, a really smooth pregnancy um, during my actual labour, I developed preeclampsia. And not only did I get preeclampsia, I also got this, this syndrome called help syndrome basically is where your 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 red blood cells start, start basically dying off um just you know just bursting and dying and so I was separated from her um for about a week I was like placed like in a, in a liver unit because it affects your liver and she was in a uh, obviously like in the the, the the where they keep the babies and you know Dimitri would have to bring her when he comes to the hospital to bring her to me so I could breastfeed her and everything and then when I was discharged from hospital, because I was still quite um, weak and not fully recovered as such, I went to stay with my mum, thank the Lord, <laughs> my parents, and she provided a room for us to stay. So I think we stayed there for about a month. And that was really, really helpful Like in the beginning, because I didn't have a clue like even how to wash the baby. You know, you, Africans got a, a, a particular way about how they wash the babies, like over the bath with their legs and everything. I was like, I, I can't do that. You know, I'll just put her in like a, a bath and, you know, wash her the best that I know. Or, you know, in then days as well, you didn't have like YouTube. But so many, you have yeah. so much help nowadays. We know we have videos, we have Instagram, blah, blah, blah. But you didn't have that back then. You had to literally rely on other people's experience. So I, I really thank God I had my mum there in the beginning to help me in the beginning stages anyway. Um, so um, I didn't have anything other than what I'd seen in my own family because I didn't see anything in church, as I said, and from what my, my own mother taught me in terms of looking after a baby. But then obviously being a Christian, um, well, was my greatest help because I could look to God's word for strength in terms of if I didn't know something and just like God just I need you to help me and guide me I just need maybe to for you to bring this person into my life like they could help me in this area because I didn't have a clue you know I was I was a young man myself I had Renee when I was 23 years old so I mean I guess somebody people might say well that's not particularly long people have kids at 16 (laughs) yeah that's that's still very young (laughs) 
but it is young you know um especially being married and young it's like you're learning everything all like crammed in at once you know you're having to be a mother be a wife yeah you know? it wasn't it wasn't easy it wasn't um easy but you know certainly God certainly brought me through um so you could say I winged it <laughs> um kind of learned things as I went along because I know you've got like parenting books out there and all these self-help things but to be honest um it's not one size fits all that book might be great for that person but it might not necessarily be great for you every parenting is different obviously you've got to think about um things like culture as well all those things you have to take into account but yeah you know God was really faithful in just helping me because it was literally learning as I go along and and I think even for most parents nowadays even though you've got help in terms of books and you know apps blah blah blah, you are still learning as you go along because it's not one size fits all yeah definitely and do you know what even my mum was saying to me she was like to be fair even you she was telling me that I have it harder because in Nigeria when I because obviously I was born in Nigeria and I was there until I was nine she was saying when you're in Nigeria you have your grandparents and your aunties and your neighbours and it's not like they're with you for two weeks and they go they're literally constantly with you and that's what they say you know you hear that saying that saying it takes a village yeah that's literally what that's what she was saying she was like there was days that she didn't even need to worry about, you know, giving me a bath or making my food or putting me to bed because there was all but always somebody on hand to help. Whereas now, because even me, when I was a mum to Xavier, I was lucky because I had a lot of people who were even pregnant with me at the same time. People who, a lot of my close friends already had kids. So lots of questions like, how do you do this? Like even breastfeeding, I was like, what is that? Like, that's so foreign. <laughs> I had people who I can call and like ask and they can help me. Yes. Um, so it must've been foreign language to you, especially being the only, one of the only people in church at that time to have a baby. Completely foreign. Um, there was, from what I remember um, from my memory, there was one other person that had a child. I think they had it like they'd had their child a year before I'd had Renee, and that person was a single mother. So obviously her 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 story would differ to mine in a sense because she doesn't she didn't have as much support, but she did have her family, you know. Um, but yeah, there wasn't really any other people that had had a child that I could say, oh. Well, how, how do you do this or what what, do you, what was your experience of this or you know I, it was almost like like I said learning day by day as I went along God was just so gracious to help me you have you have to like trust your instincts as well and I found that this whole mum instincts is so real I didn't I thought oh it's probably just fake but I just know like if Xavier's ill I know when it's something that okay something to worry about and I know when there's nothing to worry about like I just know yes yeah, no and it's true and you know they always say a woman's instinct and it's the same for a mother's instinct you just know you know your child and as much as they might be a, a newborn or a 10 year old you just know your child you just know instinctively I need to do this or this is what the problem is or this is what will solve the issue so you just know within yourself I'm not saying that you're always right because sometimes yeah. obviously you will you'll find oh actually what I thought was wrong but that's all part of the learning process you know nobody's perfect and you 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 finally get it and you think okay this is what this is what happened last time so now I know what to do next time yeah and and then now you have three 
kids, three children, two, like all of them are, well, you have two adults and one teenager. Um, how was it raising three children in like, especially in the, in the Christian household, you know, trying to uphold your Christian values, but still, you know, make them their own person, but, but still instill Christ in them. You know, I feel like people say it and it seems easy to say, but when you hear stories of, you know, kids who go astray or kids who rebel, you just think, a lot of people think, oh, what, it must be the parent. The parent didn't, you know, raise them properly. It didn't raise them right, but that's not the case. It must be difficult. And I have, obviously my son is one and I have a baby on the way, so I'm not even there yet. So like, how was it in your kind of household? I think it's really important um, to be what you are in church as, as well as what you are at home. I think, um, you know, children are not silly. You know, they 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 watch you, you know. So you can't pretend to be something in church, like, oh, I just love the Lord and at home you're just this horrible person or, you know, not horrible, but you could just be this different person. Um, so I think it's really important to be consistent and be genuine and be honest. And I think also it's really important to maintain a good healthy relationship with your children I'm not saying that it should be to the extent where they think that you know you're their schoolmate like you're their peer so they they treat you or speak to you anyhow there needs to be that that mutual respect but at the same time there needs to be um they should be able to feel that they can come to you and be honest and vulnerable with you and knowing also knowing their boundaries at the same time you know like I said, you don't want them just thinking, oh, okay, I, because we're so close, I can talk to you at any, anyhow, you know, and disrespect you. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying they should be able to be honest with you, but at the same time, know their place. And also, I think it's um, also acknowledging you as a parent, because sometimes, you know, as a parent, when you're raising your children, as I said before, I didn't have any any sort of guide per se. Sometimes you do you do make um, mistakes and I think it's important um, to be able to ap- apologize to your child as well um, to make them realize that you know what I am human as well I can make mistakes and so I'm sorry if I if I said this or I'm sorry if I did this obviously I know it depends on the age that we're talking about as well like a two-year-old might not necessarily understand you apologizing but you acknowledging that oh gosh maybe I did maybe maybe I didn't handle that the way I should have done um, and actually learning from that I think that's important um, and I think, um, obviously, like I said, in terms of your your Christianity, you want you want to be someone that is genuine inside and outside of your home. You know, if you you, you don't want to be someone that just reads your Bible when you're in church. No, you need to read your Bible at home, um, where your children see you reading your Bible, and actually where you read your Bible together. What do they say? A, a, a praying family stays together or something like that. But anyway, and also praying with your children and praying for your children, because we know that the devil is very real and he wants our kids. And, you know, if you give him an inch, he will take a mile. So I think it's really, really important that you cultivate a good, healthy Christian relationship at home and children actually seeing that mum isn't just professing to be a Christian. She really is a Christian. You know, when she's going through her struggle, she really does cry out to God. She's not just talking about it with her friends and you know asking them for a solution not that there's anything wrong with that because you can speak about your your issues or your problems but knowing that I also have my full and complete trust in God and that 
he's the only one that can see me through so that when they have their issues when it comes in you know in life that they know that you know what I saw my mum crying out to God I should do the same and look at the results that it produced but um, I think it's really important to cultivate a good close relationship with your kids and telling them that you love them as well because I know that African households want hmm. that is something <laughs> that we do not do and even even to me to um, be able to say to my kids I love you I had to it was a a process for me because it's not something that I myself had experienced you know for someone to tell me that they love me and so I it was something that I tried to do with my own kids like tell them I love them and even like now if it, when I speak to Ria on the phone for instance um, and she's all right mom see you bye I love you and I say I love you and the thing is it's almost like hmm, I know you don't want to sound like racist but that's something that you see white people doing but you don't see that in black households yeah so, 100% really really important you know that you're just genuine and that you genuinely let your kids know that you love them and that you 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 want the best for them essentially yeah I think I think my mom kind of became a little bit more a little softer once I had my son like I think once once I moved out and I had my son like now she's like calls me she's like I love you so much I'm like I love you too mommy (laughs) and it's so nice it's like even me as an adult like it's so nice to still I know that my mom loves me anyways, but just to hear it constantly feels really good. I know that's really weird to say. And, you know, even what you mentioned before, you know, seeing your parents pray, I think I didn't I didn't realize how much of an impact it would have um, on me until now being saved, because even as a kid my mom obviously my mom was very religious she was african like i didn't even well i don't think she was a true true believer she kind of followed the religious ways but she still kind of did her own thing but she still prayed like when there was hardship when we had problems when we had problems with you know immigration money problems any issue she actually went on her knees and she cried out to god and she prayed and that's something that i never ever she never ever stopped she never ever stopped praying and seeking god so it was something that was instilled in me that even when before i was actually a believer things when things was happening i'll be like okay mom let's pray and even now as a christian now as a mom married when any hardship that we face in our family the first thing we look to is prayer and is also is you know partly through her exampleship so that is that is very very important but like how do you obviously you have three kids that are different maybe you might have one child that's quieter one child that's you know a bit more outgoing etc like how do you catch the balance to allow them to still be themselves to still kind of express themselves in whatever way they want um but still kind of guide them yeah in a christian path like is there any rebellions or challenges that you faced and like how have you overcome that oh yeah 100 percent. just like you said you know um all three of my children have different personalities got a quieter one one that's a bit more opinionated a bit more outspoken you've got one that's kind of a bit of both so yes they all have their own personality and their own character and you know I don't try to change their character because I know that's well change their personality because I know that's who they are um and I think um for every child you just have to know how to deal with them um as an individual rather than collectively I think um it's important to address challenging and rebellious behavior early rather than later um 
when I say early, because a lot of the times when when children are younger and they're kind of like rebellious, for instance, or challenging, you think, oh, they're they're young, they'll they'll outgrow it. So you don't really address it as such. So you just think, I'll just I'll just leave it. You know, they're too young, they won't understand now. But actually, you're I think you're making a fundamental mistake. I think it's important that you address it early. Um, I remember Pastor saying this, Pastor Fred Ruby saying this some time ago, and I concur with him I completely agree you have a small window of opportunity where you actually can have an influence over your child and if that child um, is not influenced within that small opportunity that small window of opportunity you've essentially made it your job harder and you made it harder for them as a as an adult as they start to grow up so it's really really important that you address these things early so that you're not going to have an issue with it later on um such as rebellion or just challenging behavior whatever the case may be it's really important important to address it early and i'm not saying that you should beat the child to death i'm not, I'm not even talking about um, <laughs> you know you, you you deal with it how you see fit as a parent because you know your child you know what works best for them it might be taking something away or you know you're not going here or you know whatever the case may be you just need to deal with it effectively but i think um as children are are different as, as as my three are different you have to know how to address them as individuals and how to deal with it as individuals without necessarily changing who they are um you still want them to be who they are but you need to know how to deal with them individually yeah because i remember actually pastor fred ruby says something along the lines as a lot of parents they make the mistake of letting the child tell them who they what they want when they're young and then they try to now tell the child what they should be or like kind of the life that they should live once they're older and they almost you need to it needs to swap like you need to kind of teach your child and train your child when they're young and then pray that everything that you've instilled in them they just kind of follow follow it through when they're older rather than try to kind of push them into a way when they're older because that will cause more rebellion but like how has your relationship like evolved with your kids because they're all grown they're all older like my like my relationship with my mom as I mentioned is like perfect now <laughs> and I felt like I needed to leave the house because of that it's not I feel like we were just too we we're just too similar like even when I was saved, we were just we were just too much alike. And now it's like I even tell my sister, No, you need to be nicer to mum. Don't you know how amazing she is? And my sister's like, You forgot it how it was like when you lived with her. It's amazing like, how much you um uh, appreciate them even yeah, more. Yeah, so much more. Or when you've left the house. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, and um and that's why I always say say another thing I say to young mums is that, you know, they're always like, Oh, I can't wait for him to grow up. Oh, I can't wait for him to you know, they're always trying to get to the next milestone. Please take your time. Enjoy your kids. But trust me, 18 years is going to fly by. Oh, and they're going to be that. adults. Oh, I'm, no. te- I'm telling you, stop trying to rush everything. You're trying to rush them into being going to nursery, rush them to go into secondary, rush them. To- take your time. Leave them. Enjoy them whilst you have them. You're going to miss them. As much- oh. You're going to miss them. And not only that, no not only if um, when I say miss them they could be in your household living with you and you'll still kind of feel like oh I miss them you know I want it to be like when they were younger you know but I um going back to your question I think it's very important that you do have a good healthy relationship with your child um and I try to every so often you'll obviously 
I've got Ruben and Ria still living with me. I'll go and I'll, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll have a chat with them, just a general chit chat. And I, I, I think sometimes what we as parents do, we want to speak to the, the child when there's an issue. That's when you want to have a chat. No, you don't have to have an, an excuse to go and speak to your child about something. You can just go in their room and just, oh, how was your day? Just find out what their interests are, you know, and um, you can do things like buy them things to surprise them as a lovely gift or anything. Cook their favorite meal. It doesn't have to be anything big. Just a small gesture goes such a long way. And I think the child really um, appreciates you as a parent. And that could be um, reciprocated, you know. So I think it's very, very, very important that you cultivate a good, healthy relationship with your child early on. And that continues throughout their childhood and hopefully will continue to their adulthood. Yeah, that's that's right because even growing up like me and my mum never really spoke about stuff like it's like that's weird it's, you, you don't talk you don't ask them how's your day or what did you do today it's kind of like have you done this have you done that so it's only as we got older that almost like I don't know it's like our relationship has been renewed even like me, my mum my sister and I like we're now so much of a unit and there's something that I wish we had from young because I used to envy friends who had such close bonds with their mum that they can tell their mum anything and it's like we were like never you can never tell your mum anything like what never even when my sister failed her GCSEs she lied and covered it up and she made an excuse that they, they, they didn't print it out on time she made some like that was just our life like we we told each other stuff me and my sister but we just never told my mum anything and that was the way we lived our life it was like obliv- she was oblivious to things she never came to parents day because she never knew when the parents day was she never came to graduation she never knew when the graduate like that was just and it's sad to feel like you know almost 20 years of my life we didn't really have that just general chit chat conversation and it's now that I'm building that so it's definitely something I really would like to instill in, in my kids I hope that I'm not those those moms who only speak to my kids when there's like trouble or problems it shouldn't be like that it really honestly shouldn't be like that and I know it's really hard to get that balance because obviously you know you you want your child like I said you you, you want there to be boundaries you want there to be that 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 mutual respect um you know you don't you don't want them to think that oh just mum I can just chat to her anyhow like but at the same time you want them to be able to come to you and you want to be able equally to be able to go to them and just be speaking to them about general things because if if you do that anyway if it's something that you have already um been accustomed to like the child then they would feel more um ready and willing to speak to you about issues or things that they might be facing and just on be honest with you and it, you know sometimes you can just want to have it you might just want to have a chat or just play games just be do silly stuff together or just say you know what let's just go out for the let's let's spend let's spend the day together like um sometimes Dimitri does like well he used to do it daddy kitty day like it was just him and Renee for instance they'll go out and they spend the day together mm-hmm. like you might take them shopping or they'll go out for a meal or they go to cinema and it was just just the two of them like I wasn't invited <laughs> oh. or that, vice versa you know that's, that's nice because at least like your child gets to see you as a human yeah and not just as like the disciplinary or like just the pet the parent it's not a dictatorship all the time 
and and now you have like three beautiful well-balanced kids and one of your your oldest now is married and she's left the nest how is that like <laughs> for you like it's like almost a full circle that obviously she got married at almost the same age that you got married um and she's ma- got met her husband in church she's in a christian home now like how is that for you that must be that must make you feel so proud almost it does make me feel so proud you know because i know that ultimately you know as much as i've spoken about what i do blah 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 ultimately god gets the glory because i've just tried to follow the blueprint that pattern that god has set out for us and just pray that god i just pray that it all works out to your glory and thank god you know i'm so proud when i look at renee and i think wow she's married now she's she's serving god she has a great husband and they love each other i mean what what else can i ask for you know as a parent you you want to be able to say lord i hope i've 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 done my best and i've i've done what you wanted me to do which was to raise them up i'm i'm a steward and to give them back to you and that's what you want as a parent you want to be able to say that i've done my job and i hope i've done it to the best I can I'm not saying that I'm perfect you know not, not by any chance or any stretch of imagination I know I'm not perfect and I, I the, you know the, the final authority on parenting does not stop with me you know there's so many fantastic parents out there and there's so many parents that are, didn't do it so great and now they're like they're wishing they could do things better and you know what as long as there's still breath in your lungs um as a parent your child might be even be older now and you might think, oh, I didn't do things how I how I wished I, I did. It's good to have that conversation with them and even say to them, you know what, I, I want to apologize because I could have been I could have done better by you. You know, I think it's all about honesty. And like I said, I'm just so grateful for the way things turned out with Renee. And, you know, she we're always calling each other now. <laughs> I think we spend more time talking to each other now than when she did in the house. Because <laughs> she's like I miss you guys. I miss you. And especially like during like this lockdown as well. She's like, I want to see you guys. You know, but it, it does make you just so thankful and grateful. And you, you really have to give God all the glory. Amen. Well, thank you so much for chatting. It's actually been really insightful. It's been amazing having you. Um, I've learned a lot and I hope everyone listening has learned just as much as I have. Um, just one more question before you go. What advice would you give to any mum, whether they're new mum or, you know, they have teenage kids or grown kids um, on like raising children in a Christian home? Any, If you had one piece of advice to give them, what, what do you think it would be? I think the one piece of advice I would say is be consistent. Be consistent in the way that you interact with your children. Make sure that you make it a regular thing. Be consistent. If you're going to say that every night we're going to we're going to read a Bible story, be consistent. Be a woman of your word or be a, ma- a dad of your word, whatever. Be be who you say. Do what you say you're going to do, basically, because children don't like it when parents say things and then they don't do it. And I think that can have an effect on the child later on because I think well, you, you said this, you're not you're not doing it. And I just think it's really important to pray with your children, pray for your kids and. Um, making sure that you cultivate a good, healthy relationship and, yeah, just being the best as you can be. And there's no harm in um, asking for advice if you if you feel that you haven't done things that you could have done better, you know, and don't ever feel that, don't ever feel ashamed to ask or say, oh, I need help. I think it's really important 
and um, and also make sure that you you speak to your pastor or your pastor's wife. I think that's a great help too, as well as your your peers. Um, and yeah, and just love God and be genuine in your relationship with God, so that your children can see that. Don't be one thing at home and something else when you are at church. Yeah, that's actually probably the best perfect advice and that goes for any christian as well whether you're a parent or not literally just 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 be a christian in every area of your life um but yeah thank you so much for being on this call and thank you so much for your time um thank you all for listening as well remember to subscribe to my channel mummy means business is available on podcast on spot oh sorry it's available on spotify on podbean on soundcloud and on apple podcast um so make sure you subscribe so you can get a notification when we have a new um episode which will be out every week and i hope you all stay safe loving jesus and i will speak to you soon thank you